0: Hey guys how you doing Gavin Timms with REI Network we're back with another episode just before I introduce my guest okay if you haven't already make sure you go and follow me on social media on Facebook Instagram and YouTube also if you've not got your 5,000 free records yet go to batchleads.io slash Gavin and make sure you get your 5,000 free records okay so now I'm going to introduce, done something a little different, did a coaching call a few weeks ago, and I did another kind of post, and if you follow me on social media, I was going to pick someone for a free strategy session, and here I have Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. I appreciate you, uh, you know, allowing me to record this. Obviously, we've uh, th- this is going to be kind of me uh, doing a strategy session, kind of like if we've never met or spoken. I'm going to be asking you questions, digging into what's going on and, and see what we can put in place and, and what you need to do for your next steps. OK, mm-hmm. so I appreciate you following me on social media to get here. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. So any questions that we have along the way, feel free to ask completely open so let's get right into it ronnie so tell me or tell us everyone listening tell us a little bit about you what's going on what do you what do you do what have you done and let's start with that
1: sure okay i am a comic hypnotist uh, is one of the main things that i have been doing until the pandemic hit Uh, traveling the country, doing comedy hypnotism shows. And I do them now virtually uh, every now and then. I love doing it. I also love real estate. I am a real estate broker. I uh, have actually done a couple of lease option deals, not nearly enough. And what I really wanna do is do a lot of them uh when i say a lot i mean at a minimum for a month but if i could double that that would be great okay uh the pandemic has uh, hit me pretty hard and i not only do i love real estate but i kind of have to have it uh, work
0: for me on it okay so you you want to do four deals a month right yes and what well, how many deals would you say you're doing right now
1: uh zero to one a month
0: okay And what about other transactions? Obviously, you've got a brokerage. Are you doing a lot of traditional stuff as well or
1: not? Uh, Not a lot of traditional stuff. I'm willing to do more of that as well. I enjoy that. So how are you currently
0: finding? So you've done some lease option deals, but it's not consistent, right? How many hours a week are you spending on the business, trying to do them?
1: A a couple of hours. I have more time to spend than I'm willing to do. Okay. So we're doing about two hours a week? I think that's there yeah two to three
0: hours okay two to three hours a week we're doing how many would you say deals obviously one to zero a month would you say how many lease option deals have you done or how many deals wholesale or lease options have you done just roughly last year
1: last year i did maybe three lease options okay i haven't done a wholesale deal in a couple of years okay so
0: Lease options seems to be kind of where you want to go. Is that kind of what the main strategy you'd like? That is correct. And are you wanting to hold, like stay in the middle of these or assign
1: or either? So I think my first view, just to improve my cash situation, I'd like to assign them uh, wholesale lease options. And then I would love to uh, do sandwich lease options.
0: Okay. So your main income was your your comedy, uh, what did you call it? comedy hypnotism shows okay i'm not too familiar with it i'll have to check that out that's interesting well, i can uh, tell you know yeah,
1: yeah yeah tell us a little bit about that um if we were at a convention uh you and i at a small thing that you ran or Uh, I would, if I were doing a show, I would have somebody hypnotized. uh, Takes me about four minutes and I would have them think they're you. And they would take on your accent, your mannerisms and start teaching whatever they might know. It'd probably be pretty funny. So it's for comedy and I do therapy as well a little bit, get wow. people to stop smoking. That's
0: crazy. Okay. That's interesting. I would definitely have to check that out. And if you have like a channel or like how do people, if they want, if they're interested in looking at that, I know this is random and completely off subject, but I'm just interested.
1: Oh, sure. It, it, they could um, Google me at um, just yeah, Google Ronnie Barris, uh, yeah. R-O-N-N-I-E-B-A-R-A-S. I have a couple of skits uh, on YouTube. Got
0: it, got it. Okay, that's awesome. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Sorry. So right now, you're doing that. You're spending, you want to be doing four deals a month. Right now, you're doing zero to one. You're only working two to three hours a week. You did about three lease options um, last year. How many sellers would you say you're talking to a week?
1: I, I would say probably about uh, 10 to 20.
0: okay. Are these 10 to 20 sellers that are interested in doing like a rent to own, or are they just you just reaching out cold? Reaching out cold. Okay, so that's either classes then as a text message or is it actually a phone call? It has been mostly text messages. Okay, so this is really important. And everyone listening just to identify this, right? So why I picked this apart is because obviously talking to sellers and you said 10 to 20. So then I had to go deeper to say, well, are we actually having conversations or are we reaching out to try and create a lead? Right. Because they're completely different thing. Okay. so I'm actually going to say you're I'm actually going to change that and say you're reaching out. Okay. By a text, 10 to 20 a week. Right. That's correct. And you're talking to how many of them, 10 to 20?
1: Of those 10 to 20, I'm only talking to maybe two or three. And how many offers are you making on them, two or three? I make uh, pretty much uh, one offer, and that is uh, to do a a rent-to-own. I I don't even get that far beyond uh, what kind of rent-to-own or whatever. I'm usually shut down.
0: Okay. And then what about lastly and I'm guessing maybe you're not doing it. Follow up on them offers? I am not. All right, okay. So this one then, uh, just so we're gonna talk about moving forward here in a minute, but again, I like to see where everyone's at and just talk about this first, because it's important to understand and be honest with where you're at to say, well, why am I not being consistent, right? It'd be different if you were saying, well, I'm doing 10 to 20 phone calls a month, I'm making 15 to 20 offers. I'm doing all my follow up and I'm not doing deals, right? Because that's where we need to get to. So, just as a quick summary, we're only doing two, three hours a week. Okay. You're doing about 10 to 20 text messages out. You're having two, three conversations, making one follow, one offer, and you're doing no follow up. Okay. And that's kind of what's not consistent. Now, for this business to work, we've obviously got to do way more volume than that, right? So, you can't say that the market doesn't work on that volume being low. So there's two things that that needs to happen, right? You're obviously doing your thing with work and obviously that's what you enjoy doing, which is completely fine. So there's multiple ways to set this business up that you need to obviously change, okay? Number one is that we need more hours going into the business, right? My more hours, we're going to get them numbers up. We've got to get the reach out of text messages or marketing, let's just say, needs to be up which then will give us the ability to have more conversations, which will give us the ability to make more offers, which will give us the ability to follow up on them offers. Makes sense? It makes sense. All, all them people we spoke to, regardless of the offer, right? You should be following up with them if they're interested at some point. Now, the question is, is that what we need to talk about? Well, yeah, that, that makes complete sense. And, you know, you don't need me to maybe tell you that. Because that might, and everyone listening, go, well, yeah, that, that, that's the obvious. So the next thing we need to talk about is, well, why is it only two to three hours, right? You need to decide the only way that this is going to work, as we've just said, is to get them hours up to 20 hours, at least 20 hours a week, all right? So that needs to be done by you or somebody else, okay? Okay. So you have options to either redo your schedule and put more time into the business and stay disciplined to it. Okay, and commit to it. Or you've got to bring other people in, maybe a partner, maybe an acquisition, or however you want to again structure that to get them hours up. Right. Because I know that you need to be doing more to get the output in real estate. And we haven't even really gone into your market yet because with these numbers, it doesn't matter what market you're in, it could be in Cal, Manhattan massachusetts it could be in alabama ohio it doesn't matter the volume isn't enough to get be consistent right now of course you could drop a deal which you did which makes sense you did three deals last year which makes sense because if you do this consistently even though it's low it will get attraction at some point but not nowhere near to be getting four deals right and for me in lease options depend on how everyone's doing it if, you're do, if you want to actually complete four deals in lease options, especially if you're doing assignments where you're not controlling the property, you're having a um, basically a non-exclusive agreement signed, right, until you find the tenant, which means for anyone listening that the seller can still sell the property, rent the property themselves until you actually bring them and enforce the contracts, right? So for that alone, you should be trying to get six contracts to close four, right? six or seven to close four contracts so based on that method of contract because you're not controlling the property like you would in a wholesale deal for
1: instance makes sense yes anything that's not clear so far no, it's it's uh, very clear. What kind of interesting to me is I noticed as I was answering your questions, I felt, oh my gosh, I know what the answer should be. It just really hit me as you asked them.
0: And and that's uh, I'm great. That's great point because I was just about to come on to that because as I just said, this is people listening saying this is common sense. But sometimes when you're in it and and you're it's all around you and happening, you can't think and you can't see it. You have to have a kind of come out of, a, you know, and look at high level on top. And that's kind of what I can do because I'm not emotionally attached in with your day to day. So I just look at the numbers and the structure to say this isn't going to work. And here's why. When I relay that back to you, that's when you're going to be going. You You could have answered everything. A- agreed. Right. But you see how you just said it hit me because now it's triggered to say, OK, now I see it. I get it. It's more clear. And now I can make a change. Make sense? Yeah, totally. So, so good. So that's the first thing, okay? Very simple on, on what you need to do. We've not even talked about a market. We've not talked about anything. We're just talking about the input into the business. What you put in is what you get out. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be the one doing it, right? Obviously, I have a, do a lot with systems. I partner a lot of things. I'm very big on that because I understand that if I'm not doing it, someone else needs to be doing it, and that comes at a price, Okay. So you need to really think about it. And I'm not asking this decision right now because you've got to really dig deep and think what you're trying to do. But always have in your back in your mind that if you're not going to do it, someone else has got to be. Because you will be sitting having the same conversation in one year, five years, 10 years, right? If we don't make the change. So we understand the problem. Now we understand that there's two or three ways that you can go. One is you dedicate more time to get the numbers up. Right. And then you become coachable. And what I mean by that is, is that we haven't even got to, well, why is that one offer? There's no point I was talking saying him. We're well, having two conversations a week, you're making one offer, and then two conversations are getting shut down immediately. Right. Because the volume's not there to be coachable. So straight away, I'm thinking, well, I got, you got to get your volume up to then say, well, could you be asking better questions? Could you be positioning better? Is it the offers that you're making? Well, we need to be doing more volume to identify them problems, right? Okay. It would have been a different conversation if your numbers would have been up because then we go, well, what are you saying to them? Why are they being shut down? But your volume's not there to say, well, maybe it's a numbers game. Why well, that is. Makes sense. Okay. So good. So we need to, we need to do that. Just real quick on the, just for everyone listening and for you, Ronnie, as well, we know that what you need to understand as well, when someone shuts something down, they are probably reacting, the sellers reacting because they don't understand what you're doing. So the answer is no. Right. If you don't understand something, if I come and pitch and try and sell you something and you don't understand it, you're just going to say, no, I'm not interested. It's not that you're not interested. It's, just, it's the fact that you don't know what I'm talking about. So it's just no, I don't get it. No. Makes sense. So you have to watch for that on the positioning of talking to the sellers when you're leading in with that. And remember, not every deal, almost every deal is not going to be one conversation hit done on a lease option because you're you're giving something. I know you were texting probably Zillow leads, right? I would guess. So you're texting Zillow leads that are trying to rent or trying to, or trying to sell their home. They've not thought about doing anything different. And if it's just landed on Zillow and it's pretty new, then of course it's going to be a no, but you're positioning yourself later for the follow-up and that's why it ties in. And that's the other big thing that I want to t- touch on here is the follow-up because these conversations, yes, it's about making offers, but also prepping them, especially on the lease option for the follow-up. Does that make sense? makes sense so for instance if i get on and say hey you know ronnie you said you might be interested in renting let's say it was for sale by owner you might be yes we start to engage well look what's going on why do you want to sell find out build report, find out about the situation well look i might be interested in doing you know renting no i just want to sell it right i get no i just want to sell it okay no problem ronnie just before we go let me ask you one question what are you going to do if this doesn't sell and i'm hoping you say well i'm probably going to have to rent it Right. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. No, that makes sense, right? What what if then, how long have you got? How long are you going to give this to sell? How many months or weeks are you going to give it? Well, I got to move it. If it hasn't rented by the end of the month, sorry, sold by the end of the month, or at least under contract, then I'm going to have to rent it. Okay. So, what if we do this then, Ronnie? I'm interested in renting it. Okay. With the option to buy. And I know that's not going to work for you right now. But let's say if we talk again in a few weeks and you're in the same position, would you be interested or might consider it more then? Yeah. And then you say, yeah, I probably would. And then I and then I'd start to close off. Right. And then I'd be like, OK, great. Well, look, hopefully it seems like a great house. I'm sure it's going to you know, sell. So stay positive with that. But I'm going to give you a call in a few weeks and I'd be happy to uh, you know, work with you on it if it doesn't sell just as a backup and um, how does that sound i'll get your go yeah no that sounds great get that commitment now i've got someone as a very strong follow-up based on this thing not selling so if it doesn't sell now i'm in position to
1: get that lease option okay does that make sense it makes sense it sounds very good
0: yeah i know it sounds when i say it, it sounds easier said than done so don't i don't want anyone to think well yeah that sounds easier based on that situation but that's what you're dealing with if you just position because everyone else just said no i don't want to do it oh okay thanks bye you've left with nothing you've just wasted your time because we already knew it was a no because they're trying to sell it or they're trying to rent it so we already know it's a no going in which is okay but it's what if it doesn't rent what if it doesn't sell how long have you you're going to give it these questions are the ones that are going to prep you for the follow-up to get the contracts down the line. If you do enough of it, you will then consistently close from follow-up by positioning on the first phone call down the line. Very good. Makes sense?
1: It makes sense, yes.
0: Okay, so just just want to throw that in there. Right. Now then, we know the volume's got to be up regarding the market. So let's talk about your market real quick. So you're, you have a brokerage, right? And where are you located?
1: I'm in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay, so you're in Maryland. All right. Medium home prices? Um, I would say around uh, four hundred thousand. Okay.
0: Right. So so four hundred thousand obviously is a, a, a higher price point. Okay. Now, anyone watching, I'm not saying that you should be diving and, and leaving your your market because that's where you live. It's definitely I believe I haven't done a deal in Maryland. So I just want to throw that out there. I have not done a deal, but I would say that it was probably easier in that higher-end market of an average price of that to probably help with positioning lease options than it is the wholesale. The wholesale will be big spreads, but you're going to have to be in it a lot of follow-up again, a lot of off-market stuff, right? And shadowing leads and, and probably adding square footage to push ARVs up on the cash side. So I think you know the lease option definitely will work there. Now, it wouldn't be my first pick if I was going, I'm, let's say I'm in Savannah, I'm not going to go virtual into Maryland. I'm not, right? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there, okay? So there's a few things that you could do regarding this market. Obviously, you have your brokerage there. So from a licensing standpoint, it obviously helps you, right? You have probably more connections there. So I would probably say, in my opinion, that I know you were thinking just before we started here, you mentioned about potentially going virtual. Right. Yes. So virtual is definitely an option for sure. For me, though, for effort levels and cost and everything else, I would probably say before you go virtual, you need to work on getting your numbers up. OK, okay. because it's not going to work going virtual based on them numbers. We already know that. Right. So you're leaving a fault model to go in and, with a fault model right? You need to get your numbers up for the strong model to then take that in and apply it into another market. And it will stand you in better stead in the long run. Makes sense? Now, if you said, I'm willing to change and go, I'm going to get my numbers up and I'm going to go virtual and you make that commitment, then potentially you could could do that, okay? Uh, As an option, but I'm still concerned that we go virtual and keep them numbers there. So, You know internally to whether you want to make that move, okay? Now, in terms of the Maryland market, what do you need to do? Obviously, you're doing Zillow, okay? You need to be networking, 100% networking, okay? I called REI Network for a reason. Networking is everything in this business, all right? You need to be contacting realtors and wholesalers, Okay. right? You need to have strong connections with realtors and wholesalers. That means then what you can do is, when they get to know you, you build a rapport with them, you get to know them, you can start working the deals that they're not doing anything with. So the ones where they can't list because they the person owes too much money, right, for the assignment, right, that's a lead for you. And you can pay them a, again, depending on who it is and how you want it to do, it could be a kind of a referral or it could be a marketing fee or whatever, right. Okay. depending on the legal way and your licensing. But you're gonna be talking to the realtors, right? Wholesalers doing a lot of marketing. The ones that are just doing cash, 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 cash. Well, what's going on with the ones that don't fit? where well, there's motivation. They owe too much. They can't make a cash offer or the person wants too much money. You need to be networking them saying, hey, bring me them leads. Cause it's free marketing for you. They're already got the spend. You work the lead. And you can partner, pay them on the lead, whatever it is that you want to do. But again, free marketing in a competitive market, but they're only going to give you that through building trust with them. It's not going to be one phone call and they're just going to start handing leads over. They're going to be going, actually, you know what? We can, we're throwing these leads away. You start working them, they get paid on it. It makes sense. And they might look at it to go, well, it goes back to my marketing budget. It's better than nothing. Like, cause they're not going to do anything with it anyway. Makes sense. Yeah. so you can bring in good leads without any marketing costs just from networking oh, okay right so that's one thing that i would do uh, for that maryland market okay now when you want to go virtual the things that i would look for is like i tell everyone that, that's virtual is that who do you know what do you know where do you know did you grow up somewhere do you have family? Do you have friends? Like, start with them places and then start looking at the price points, right? Now, for the fast probably way for a lease option, people will argue probably like 125 to 250 would be a sweet spot, right? Maybe for a virtual market, in my opinion, right? But I would look at it's more about when you go virtual, how good your team So I'd probably network and get maybe a realtor on the ground. Maybe someone that's listening to this reaches out and said, hey, you know, I'm a realtor here, could we partner, right? and start looking and then analyze the markets. There's so many markets that you can go into. Probably everyone asks me, like, well, which market should I pick? There's endless markets. I wish I was in another 20 markets, but I can't. I don't have the vision to grow it like that. It's all about how good your team is and, and what, how you're set up and, and how you're applying yourself to the business. You know, when I do these stress, sessions, like for one-to-one clients, it's nothing to do with anyone else but you. And I can set the business up in multiple ways to serve you the way you want it, right? Not me and not anyone else, because it's nothing to do with anyone else. It's your business. Makes sense? So That's why there is no one-way answer to doing any of this, right? It- it's multiple ways to make sure that it gets done. Done is the thing. It has to get done by you or someone. And that's it. If you want to make it in real estate? That is it. It's as simple as that. Because if it isn't getting done, it's not making you any money and no one money is in that part of it. Makes total sense. sense. Yes. So I'd say that would be mine just to kind of wrap up in in a kind of what you need to do, right? Is we want to get four deals a month closed. We need to be aiming for about six contracts. In order to do that, right, let's get one or two consistently going per month. So let's not, again, end goal is six a month. Let's try and get one or two contracts a month to start with, and then we'll ease in and build that. The only way we're gonna do it is to put more time in the business, which will allow you to get more marketing out. Again, you can outsource all that. Uh, you're gonna to talk to more sellers, make more offers and follow up, okay? And follow up's gonna be the key to this business. I would then get that going consistently, try and give yourself probably 30 days of consistency to create a habit of doing it. And then if you choose, you can then go into a virtual market, okay? And then, like I said, it's endless picks. Don't overthink it. Look at what you know, who you know, anything that gives you an advantage. And then the the deal while you're in Maryland and you've been working that market, networking, property managers, realtors, wholesalers, right? What are they doing with the leads that don't make sense? And that's where you come in. Gotcha. Right, as the lease option expert, you give them the, hey, I've done three deals like this. I've done this third-party stories, tell them the case study that you've done. Like, oh yeah, that's amazing. Like, okay, let's work together. It isn't rocket science, right? But these things here is going to be free marketing of good, good leads. So anyway, I've done a lot of the talking, which is normally 101 that I don't do. I normally drag it out, but I. I kind of got a picture early on for you. So anything that in there that you don't agree with or you're like, well, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. I mean, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, So I totally agree with everything, but there is one piece that I think, I I know you can answer and you sort of may have answered it, but it would bring a lot of clarity to me. And that is, uh, you said that if you were to go virtually, you wouldn't choose Maryland. And what is it about the, is it the price point and why is it yeah, good question. It's the price point,
0: really. And it's just going to be more again, I've not analyzed the market, but it's not a massive, you know, it's just more high, high end. Right. Which means I don't know this without looking. So nobody can jump on me because I haven't looked at the numbers, but it wouldn't be something of like a rental market. Right. I like to go virtual where I have multiple options personally, where I can go where there's, there's buy and holds, fix and flips, lease options, and everything else going, right? That gives me more opportunity in a market. So, what type of market is that? It's in a kind of a, a lower price range market. Like California, you don't do buy and holds really in Cal, right? Yeah. California buyers go outside because the numbers aren't, the returns aren't in California. makes sense
1: sense. they're
0: in the midwest the south whatever okay so that's why they invest there because the return on investment is much better and that's how i see this as well just as a lease option is if i was going virtual i wouldn't go to a high-end market i would go to something where it kind of fits in the bubble of multiple things of of them right and you'll hear about the one percent rule a lot of the time it's more used for the wholesaling side, like hundred thousand and rents for a thousand. And investors want better returns than that, but it's just as a quick gauge. I'm not saying it needs to be that. You could maybe, you know, go up a little bit, you know, from that. Like I said, the 125 to 250, if it was me going virtual, that's just what I would look for. But if you're in the market, lease options are great in a high-end market out of any other strategy. Because the cash offers and everything else isn't working. So it does it does work in the markets. I just wouldn't choose to go there unless I live there. That's what I'm gotcha. getting.
1: Okay. Makes I've sense. got the clarity now.
0: Yeah. Because you live there. So I'm saying, well, yeah, it would work there. I just wouldn't send you there virtually. It just okay. wouldn't be any
1: point to Appreciate do it. That. That. Makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah.
0: And and anyone listening is the same. Like if you're in Cal, well, well it won't work in Cal. It does work in Cal. But again, I wouldn't send you virtually in California to do lease options. It just wouldn't happen. So, but you live there. Again, you're networking. The things that you can do, a lot.
1: there's a lot more proactive things that you can be doing. Okay. And I have one more question for you. Absolutely. And uh, I'll preface it by saying I, I think this is... Terrific. I can't thank you enough uh, for the clarity, not just for me, but I think for people watching this, I have a feeling there are a lot of people that have the same thoughts that I've had, and you've added so much clarity to it. Uh, So let's see if I can remember the question. Yes, I remember the question. Yay. (laughs) Do you feel that it might be better, even though I've kind of been hiding a little bit behind text, but to actually do the phone call um, as opposed to texting first? 100% yes but it's more effort
0: okay so you can't beat a phone call ever in my opinion now you're talking to someone that's all about the phone right everything that I do and make is all about the phone so I'm I'm biased on this but the answer is yes now why do we teach then to send text messages because it's a way of getting to more people to get a pre-screen to then get on the phone so you're spending time more time with a quality lead by doing that sequence but there's something to be said when you just call the person yes and it actually works as well in a way of like if people got fear of the phone it actually helps with that by just calling because as soon as you're four, five, six, eight, ten in, it just gets easier as you go. So it's good as well. if people don't want to get on the phone, you need to kind of hit the hit the fear head on. just start picking it up, dialing it and reaching out and having conversations directly. So the answer is yes, but then you have to look at your time spent right where you can maybe get more text messages and get pre screening and then spend the time with a more qualified lead so i think there's pros and cons you know with the answer but yeah at any point and and here's the other thing you should be doing or could be doing is if they don't respond to the text call them if you do start to call them and they don't answer text them so you can start going back and forth accordingly okay so we do that great awesome anything else ronnie do you believe in direct mail a lot? I do. I think there's a. T- I don't do a lot of it. Hardly any of it. I think there's a time and a place for it. So there's direct mail and there's direct mail. Okay. So there's direct mail that I only would do on a wholesale side, right? On the cash side to niche lists. I wouldn't. I'm not a bulk direct mail guy. Now, if you're going to do a one-offs to like rentals on Zillow, if you want to go that extra step of like looking up the owner and sending rental, uh, sending. You know mail to them now obviously you have to watch with the licensing thing as well because your licensed person's not um so doing the things and you know doing things in the right way but even if we if we message someone and, and we get a seller on and they've they've got a contract with the agent we're very respectful of the agent we never go behind the agent's back We'll just say, hey, like this is what we want to do. And we'll give them a heads up. We'll, talk, we'll have to talk to the agent about it. But then the seller already knows from me like how it's going to go. So then I have an easier job with the agent. Or if it's like, well, it's been on five months. They've got a month left of the contract. And I know it's too high and it's not moving. I would probably say, well, look, you've got with the agent. If he doesn't sell in the next month, call me after. Then I'll set a task to get back with the seller when the agent contract's done. And I would leave it there as well. Okay. So to answer your question is, yes, I think for lease options, the one-off letters are really good to the Zillow, like going direct to the owner. It's obviously more steps. So again, it goes into that time bracket, right? You're only doing two, to three hours. You can't be spending two, three hours on that because it, you're going to go backwards, right? So it's about you need to outsource that or you've got to get them hours up and then split hours out accordingly. Okay. You see how it comes back to what you're putting in? wet like if you're saying to me i've only got two three hours uh, no money out two three hours a week needs to be on the phone okay and just calling and texting and getting yeah. people on and making off like that's where it needs to be so that's that's kind of the, the key thing in this Excellent. okay
1: Excellent.
0: awesome well ronnie i appreciate you uh, thank you for letting me record this i think everyone's going to get a lot of value that's this listing. and guys if you are make sure you like and subscribe on the podcast or on YouTube, wherever you're watching Love, Ronnie. before we go. Any, anything else?
1: Are we good? No, I think this was a fantastic session. I really, really appreciate it. Awesome.
0: Well, I appreciate you, Ronnie. Thank you so much. And uh, I will talk to
1: you soon. Excellent. Excellent. Thank I'll you. Keep, keep you posted. <laughs> Thank you.